Thank you, God. Amen. Man, we, we really are. We're excited about what God's doing. We're excited about what he's doing in your life. And, and how many of you know that God's got a plan for you? I said God's got a plan for you. And, and, and it's not to wipe you out someplace. It's not, it's, it's not to beat you down. It's not to, to, you know, to humiliate you or, 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 or to mock you. No, God's plan is to elevate you. God's plan is, is to position you to win or succeed regardless of the situation. Okay, God's pl- I said God's plan is, is, to, is to position you to win or succeed regardless of the situation. That's literally what the word bless means. See, God, God's going to bless you. Oh, I have the right crowd here. I, I got a bunch of people that have a t-shirt, but maybe you don't even have the bumper sticker yet. God, God's plan is to bless you. Amen. You should be happy about that. Amen. You need to understand it. You need to understand how this is going to work and how God operates, but you need to know something, that God's, God's plan isn't to leave you where you're at. Man, I'm telling you that God's plan, God's plan is that your final outcome will be better than your current condition. In every situation in life that, you, that when you enter into it, God's purpose is he's going to lead you by his spirit. And at the end of that thing, and, and you know, he is the alpha and he's the beginning and the, he's the first and the, he's the A and the, <laughs> so Z, okay, let's do it again. He's the, he's the alpha and, he's the first and the, he's the beginning and the, he's the A and the. Yeah, what happens between B and Y? Yeah, because a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people are all pumped up about the fact. No, he determines the end. See, he's not just, he's not just the beginning of things, but he's also the end. He's the finisher of our faith. Oh, my God. He, he's, the fi- you know, he, he's the guy that says, done, start. He's birthing new things. See, the Bible says, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. For behold, I'm going to do a brand new thing. I'm going to do some brand new things. See, a lot of times, what, what, we're, we're not actually embracing brand new. We're clinging to, we're, well, we're hoping for redo. You know, we, we'd like to get that over again. But sometimes God says, you know, you know, you know that's it. Okay, he places a period there. Some, some of us, we like to put a comma where God has placed a period. And, and, and we don't know how to move on. And we don't know how to go forward. Because we put all of our hope in, in, in a specific outcome. We're looking for an end result. But the thing is, is you're not at the end yet. And, you know, the end that he declared over your beginning you might be at the end of a season. You might be at the end of a job. You might be at the end of a business opportunity. You might be at the end of something. But, but the reality is, is that he's not done yet. Okay? And he's still moving. And we put all of our hope and all of our confidence and we build a dream on a picture that we saw. And, and, and we start thinking, see, we start thinking that we, got, we, we know how this is going to work. And, and the thing is, is that you and I, we never are right because God's thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways aren't our ways. He, he, you know, he's at a different level. He is not a put down. It's actually an invitation up, but most of us don't get there. I've been in church my whole life, literally born on a, on a midweek when we had a, when we had a service, and, and I went to church that day, and I remember it. <laughs> the only reason is because I've been told my whole life, you know. I was in church that day. I, I haven't, you know, don't, don't, I, I'm not trying to paint a picture like I'm some sparkly, pure, you know, super clean thing, because, uh, well, that's only partially true. 
No. <laughs> uh, but, but haven't always been on fire for God, haven't, haven't always been serving Jesus, following Jesus, but, I, but I'm going to tell you something. I've been in church a long time, and, and, and uh, the problem that we have is that, that we think that we know what God's going to do. And there are moments, you know, when we can, when we can, we, we, we can actually tie God's hand to some specific things, because we know that was God. Hello? Yeah, because there ain't no way that could have happened had it not been God. And so since it started there and we see, we see the launching point, and then we start applying our imagination to, to God's plan. And then when God operates as the owner of the plan, and it doesn't fit the picture of the man, we assume God must not be in it anymore. And we end up stuck. And again, God's intention in every situation is not to leave you stuck, but to elevate you and to empower you and to bless you, to position you to win or succeed in every situation. God's plan in the situation you are. So we've been talking about places and see we're all at one place today. They are gathered together in one place and hopefully we can get one mind, one accord and, and we can get some results. Uh, but even though we're all in one place, we're all over the place. We are all in different places. Relationally, financially, emotionally, physically, spiritually. We're all in different places. But, but, but God wants to position you, regardless of the place that you're in, regardless of the circumstance that you're dealing with, regardless uh, of, the, uh, of the situation and, and that, that's pressing you, uh, God's intention is to position you to win or succeed. To win and succeed. That's to, to bless you. God, God said he's going to bless you. And he's not only going to just bless you, but he's going to bless through you. He said that by you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. He, his intention is a lot bigger than, than your situation. He's going to bless you in your situation, but it's going to impact many situations. He goes way beyond you. And, and, and the thing that we have to understand is that if it's God's intention, if it's God's intention to bless me, then it, it's okay for you to desire to be blessed by God. Right? If it's God's plan to bless you, then you might as well desire to be blessed by God. I want to be blessed. I want, I want you to be blessed. You know, we even say it to people when they sneeze, God bless you. I don't know what it has to do with sneezing, but uh, God positioned you to win. That's what you're saying. <clears throat> be positioned to win and succeed in every situation. Seems like a good time to throw that out there. Since I was cursing you just a minute ago. Yeah, we do stuff, we don't know what we're doing. Matt, let me just ask you, and don't, don't, you know, no pressure, but we are filming you. <laughs> uh, the lights are dim, you know, and it's a safe place, but how many of you desire for God to bless your life? Amen. Okay. See, I think a lot of us, we think that what that means is like we're going to get up in the morning, the angels are going to be doing the river dance in our driveway, and God's going to use like sparklers to spell things in the sky, like our name, and, 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 and Ed McMahon's going to come out of retirement and swing by the house and hand you a big check, 
and your boss is suddenly going to give you a raise even though you're late all the time, you don't do half your work. We, we think that God, God is going to cause our spouse to treat us like, like a king or a queen even though we don't treat them well at all. Uh, we, we, we believe that uh, all the things that we have participated in, you know, all the wild oats that we've sown, we're believing God for crop failure. Uh, we are, we, we are uh, you know, and, and that, that's how God's going to bless us. But see, we, 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 need, to be, we need to be believers. And, and uh, to be a believer, you kind of got to know what you believe. You know, it, it's, it's really helpful when uh, you're going to be a follower of Christ which, or a disciple, that you would be a disciple. Because see, in our terminology today, I mean, there, there, there's everybody, you know, we, we just know lots and lots and lots of believers. We know very few disciples. Okay, uh, maybe this will help clarify that, you know, because there's believers everywhere, but there's not very many disciples. Okay, because, you know, it's like, it's like prayer. See, believers believe that prayer is awesome. Disciples actually pray. Okay, uh, you know, believers believe that the Bible is vital to their spiritual growth, but a disciple actually reads it. Okay, a, 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 believer, a believer thinks that giving and tithing, all that, that's good. A disciple does it. Okay, so Jesus said, hey, if you're going to be my disciple, get over yourself. I mean, that's all he said. He said, you know, you're going to take up your cross and follow me. And let me tell you what your cross is. It's you. And setting yourself aside and getting yourself out of the picture and your mindset. See, he has to renew your mind. He has to renew your mind. And the Bible says that the mind is renewed through the Word of God, right? And so we got to get into the Word, but that's actually, see, that's actually, we want God to bless us. You know what's funny to me is that everybody, everybody in here really ought to be raising their hand. I want God to bless me, but very few of us are hearing from the Word of God. We, we, we carry uh, uh, the Word of God, but not a Word from God. And see, God blesses, it's called the law of first mention, if you and I were to pack up and we're all going to Bible school and they're going to teach us the Bible and they're going to talk to us about the law of first mention, and for the, the, what they do is they, they take a thing, anything, and they find it in the book and where's the first time this came up, and then they begin to trace it through the Bible and they, they, they recognize that, that how God does things, you know, when, when he starts it, that's just how it's going to happen. And so if you look at how God blesses, then you go to the beginning, to the first place that God blesses, and you look at what happened, and then you can trace it through the Bible, and you realize, okay, that's what he's doing is he's blessing. And, and God took Adam and Eve, he put him in the garden, and he blessed them, and he said. See, this, this is how God blesses you as he speaks to you. Because, see, see the deal is, is that God speaks uh, what he wants to what he wants it to come from. Okay, and so when he speaks what he wants to what, it want, to what he wants it to come from, what he speaks comes out of what he speaks to. And what he speaks needs to remain attached to what he spoke to in order to survive. Okay, so, so you, you just got to get this. This is just the law of creation. This is how God blesses. This is how God operates. So he speaks, and what he speaks comes out of what he speaks to. And see, and, and it, it, so when God said to Adam, be fruitful, then all of a sudden, Adam was in, impregnated with the ability to produce fruit. See, if God had not said it to him, he wouldn't have positioned it when he spoke it. His word is alive, right? And I think Hebrews says that, his, that the word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword that can, that can divide between soul, the way you think, the way you feel, and, 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 and the way you make your choice, and spirit, the, the way you're going to be led. 
That God's word, God's word, see, when he speaks, it has power in it. See, too many of us, we treat church, we treat the Bible, we treat Christianity kind of like a glorified rotary club. It's a cool place to hang out. There's some social stuff. You know, got coffee. Dude, we have ice cream. Yes, somebody say, thank you, Jesus. See, God is blessing. He's given us ice cream. Uh, uh, you know, and we do things for the community. They do that at Rotary. Listen, if you want God to bless you, you better have his word. Because that's how he does it. And, and, and if you don't have the word from God then you don't have the power that will position you to win or succeed in, in, in any situation. See, and you can, you can raise your hand, you can shout, and you can jump up and down, you can dance, and you can run around the room and all that stuff. I think that's kind of cool. You know, you're going to do it by yourself, the running part, because I'll be standing right there. But, but here's the deal, is that until you get God's word in you, he can't bless you. He can't bless you. He needs to speak into you. He, he, I said he needs to speak into you. And, and that word needs to come alive. And it is, it's crazy because it's when, it's when the written word, the logos, the, the written word, where we get our word of logic. It's like uh, God's system of logic. In the beginning was the logos, was God's system of logic. And, and, and uh, we have a secular system of logic that we are inundated with on a daily basis. And God's trying to pull us to a place to, that, that we can allow his system of logic to actually rule and reign over our system of logic. See, and so when, when God is doing something, but we try to see it through our system of logic, uh, uh, it, it, we, we, we don't see what God's seeing, but, but God's trying to take us to a place where we can understand and, and where, where he, he can speak to us. And then when we reach the, you know, what looks like the death of a thing, the end of a thing, the uh, a transitional point, we, we, we're, not, we're not shaken, we're not moved because we, we know something on the inside of us that came from a rhema. It's when logos transforms into rhema, a word of God that's been breathed on by the Spirit of God that you know that is a word from God. And what's crazy is they've got all these believers that have never really experienced on, on a regular basis anything near rhema but they think they have. And, and, and the difference is, is and, and you don't have to, we won't be raising our hand here, but the difference is, is, is just, just consider how many times that, that you heard from God, and, and, then, and then you got to a point, and all of a sudden, it, man, this isn't really going at all like what he said. And you go, well, I guess that wasn't God. See, that's, that, that's, a, that, that's a second thought, because your first thought was, this is God, and your second thought was, I guess I was wrong. And, and so uh, we think that the situational environment has the ability to change God's intention, and so we think, well, maybe I missed God, or maybe I didn't hear God correctly, or... Uh, and you know maybe that promise wasn't for me, which is really a weird thought, since the Bible says that all the promises of God are. I'm going to challenge you to believe God. This day at this time, and, and that's awesome. All men and doesn't believe anything from God. So the enemy wants to keep you at a place where you kind of doubt God so that you can't hear God because if you can't hear God, he can't bless you. 
in the situation that you're in. See, he needs to be able to speak to you, and you need to be able to hear him so that he can bless you. He can position you to win or succeed regardless of the place you're at. See, because we're all in a different place, and we're all called to demonstrate Satan's defeat. And, and, and the place shouldn't be changing us. We should be changing the place. But in order to get the ability and the power operating in your life to change the place, you've got to hear God. And, and you're going to have to, and when you hear God, you've got to hear God in faith. And faith isn't just simply believing regardless of the circumstance. It's obeying regardless of the consequence. So it's, it's the ability to do what God says, even though in your system of logic, it makes absolutely no sense. I, I don't see how that's going to work. You don't need to see how it's going to work. You need to hear that it's going to work. Okay? You, need to, you, need, you need it on the inside of you. Because you're going you're gonna to go through situations in life that you don't understand. You're going to put your hope in something. You're going to have a vision, you know, a painting that you've projected on the canvas of your heart. And it's hanging above the mantle in your spirit. And you're looking at it and something changes. But it, but it doesn't change God. It doesn't change the end that he's called you. It doesn't change anything except the way you think. And you got to make certain that you have the ability to stand because once you have a rhema and not a logo. See, when, when, you, when you have a rhema, man, I've heard from God. See, there's some great folks that have struggled with the same stuff you and I struggle with. And then their story was written. How many are just thankful today that your story is not written for the whole world to read on Sunday morning? Thank you, Jesus. I want us to look at the book of Joshua real quick. And, and it says, after the death of Moses. And Moses was the servant of the Lord. Isn't that odd that there's something that was anointed of God, empowered by God? Now, I don't want you to think of Moses just as a person, but, but you know, what, however this applies to your life, you've you got to kind of get open-minded a little bit and realize that there are some things that were serving God, that, 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 that it served his purpose, but that even... But, you know, not just people die. Sometimes the, the thing that you set out in, the, the, the journey that you're taking, the, 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 the moment, the environment, it was, it was birthed of God, but it ain't living forever. He's the beginning and the end. He, he can say, that's done. I'm doing a new thing. Why? Because that's what God does. He does brand new things. And after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord starts talking to Joshua who was Moses' aide. And think about this for just a minute. Josh has been Moses' aide for a long time. And the future that he's seen has always included Moses because some of the promises that were made to Moses that are going to impact Joshua. And you take Joshua out of the picture, or Moses out of the picture, and Joshua thinks he's getting ripped off from the promise that he's supposed to be the partaker of that was supposed to come through Moses. You know, I mean, he's got it all figured out. It's kind of like the disciples when Jesus was put on a cross and died, and Peter says, I'm done, I'm going fishing. Why? Because he couldn't see how this was going to produce what had been promised. See, and you're in a situation in your life, maybe it's a relationship, or maybe it's a financial place, or maybe it's something physical, and you can't see how what God said is ever going to be produced out of this stinking mess. But you got to let God talk to you. Because he's gonna, he, there, there's a reason he's going to talk to you. And, 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 he, and he said to Joshua, Moses is dead. There's a confirmation for you. You know, some of us need that, I think, in our life because we're dragging a dead Mo. You, you know, you got this thing that's been dead for 15 years. You're still dragging it around. It's dead. 
Ain't nobody getting any life out of it. You keep trying to resuscitate that sucker, and I tell you what, after four days, it stinketh. After 40 years, it's ridiculous. Okay? And that thing is dead. Now, you and all these people, get ready. See, here, here's the word for you today. Maybe you ought to get ready to receive what God has promised. Maybe, maybe you ought to get ready. I think the King James Bible says arise. It literally means to change your perspective, change your posture, get a different position, the thing that you're building your hope in, it ain't going to come that way. And I didn't say that the, that the hope isn't coming, that the, that the vision isn't going to be fulfilled. It didn't say that God's not going to come through. No, he just ain't doing it your way. And so what you got to do is change your perspective. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Quit trying to drag God back 15 years. He's way out in front of you. And, and, and you got to get ready to cross some stuff, right? To get over some things. Man, I'm being prophetic today. See, some of y'all need to get ready. You need to prepare yourself to get over some stuff. Well, you know, that last place we went, they offended me. We're going to offend you. Give me 20 minutes. Okay, it's going to happen. Get over it. Why? Because where God's taking you is too powerful to let it go because somebody hurt your feeler. His plan is too big. It's too awesome. And it's bigger than you. And he said, you know, it's you and all these people. You're connected to some folk. And they're looking at you. And I'm going to tell you something. Those non-believer types that are right on the fringes with you, they don't elevate to your highest level. They elevate to your lowest level. So your lowest level is going to be the top of their game. So you better get real for just a minute. Well, I'm, you know, I'm just not all that serious you know, right now about God. Well, the devil's serious about taking you out. The people who are without hope are serious about finding somebody who knows hope so that they can find hope. You know, he said, I'm about ready to, I'm, I'm about ready to take them into a place that, that, that I'm going to give them, and, and well, well, then it should be easy. No, because God's going to give you stuff, and, and God's going to bless you. He's going to position you. I'm going to, I mean, are you feeling me? God's going to reposition this whole people, right? He's going to position them to win and succeed, the blessing of God. Let me tell you a little secret about the blessing of God. It always comes with complications, Every blessing you get is going to come with complications. Man, I wish God would bless me with a new job. Okay, and you get the job, then it comes with some complications. And you got more money, let me tell you something, more money, more complications. You, you know, you better get your act together. You better prepare yourself for this blessing. You know, because, you know, children are a blessing from the Lord. Here comes some complications. I'm going to give you something. Look at verse 3. I'm going to give you every place. I'm going to give you every place. I'm going to give you every place. Quit cursing the place you're at. Stop cursing the place you're at. He's going to give you the place. As I promised, some of you guys are, gonna, are headed for breakthrough you're headed for victory. You're headed for increase. You're headed for healing. You're headed for wholeness. You're headed for restoration. You're headed for renewal. You're headed for refreshing. You're headed, you're headed for revival. But it was because somebody in front of you got a word from God. Uh, let me just tell you something. Okay? Uh, some of y'all are headed for breakthrough because of a promise that God's given us. You don't even know why you're here, let me tell you. 
Because God's got a promise to us that multitudes are going to be blessed. And you're on your way to a blessing. If we have to drag you by the nap of your stupid little neck, we're going to get you positioned to win. I just, I just wanted to go to a church where they sing some soft songs and told me I, I was okay. You're not okay. Okay, I, I, I just can't imagine, I just can't imagine a doctor coming in the room and, and, you know, and your limbs are laying underneath the bed and he's saying, oh, you're looking pretty good. Have a good day. Some of you guys, when it comes to God life, the King James Version, I'll give it to you in King James. Some of you guys, when it comes to God life, you sucketh. Man, you, you, you ain't got enough word in you to have a victorious afternoon. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you that, that uh, you know what? I, I just don't want to pastor a church of, uh, you know, I don't care how many thousands of them there are. If they're all half-hearted followers, uh, no thank you. Man, I want to make a difference in the world. I want to change this region. I want to find people without hope. I want to find the down and outers, the people nobody else wants. And I want us to take the God life and demonstrate it to them. I got a promise that you have to, you know, Joshua, man, you got to rise. You got to change so that I can give you what I promised your dad, what I promised your leader, what I promised the man of God. In order to get it to you, you got to change. Look, look at verse 4. He said, your territory is going to extend. There's expansion coming to your house, brother. I said there's expansion coming to your house, sister. There's your business is going to increase. Your influence is going to increase. Your, your, your fingerprint's going to get bigger, and it's going to get all over the place. Look at verse 5. He said, no Nobody is going to be able to stop you. Nobody can stand against you. No one will stand against you. You know, one of the reasons we keep the lights dim is so that you can just be slightly Pentecostal. So that I don't just like blow up up here. Yeah. They're, they're being mean to me. They gave my job to a newbie. If he starts telling me what to do, I'm out of here. You know what I would say? Pack. Just get out. Because the newbie has a little bit of passion. And this passion takes priority over your preference. See, purpose is bigger. He said, nobody's going to be able to stand against you. Quit acting like everything's against you. You are a believer. Step across the line, become a disciple. No weapon formed against me can prosper. Every tongue that rises against me I can condemn because this is the heritage of the children of the living God, saith the Lord. Ha! If you throw in that ha, it sounds really anointed. Thank you. Ha! God, He's going to do a new thing, and he's going to do it in this house. And I'm telling you today, the God is going to move in your life, and he's going to change you from the inside out. He's going to lift you up. He's going to... See, it just sounds better. As I was with Moses, ha. Hey, you might not enjoy this, but I'm having a blast. As I was with Moses, that's how I'm going to be with you. Man, you got to get this. You need a revelation, man. Somebody's life's just about ready to change. You got to get this. See, I'm going to move you. That thing that you were planning on, that's dead. Don't sit over there and cry about that dead thing. 
come embrace this birthing process. Because the way I was with him, see, here, here's what he's saying. The environment is going to change. The situation is going to change. Your friends are going to change. Your pay scale is going to change. The temperature is going to change. But I'm not. I'm not going to change. See, I'm God. And as I was back there, I'm going to be up here. So the things that you're looking at that you've been given all this authority to, they're going to change. It's your opinion is going to change. Your mind is going to change. Your, your house is going to But God said, I'm not going to change. See, I haven't changed my mind, even though you have four times in the last four minutes. But God said, I'm not changing my plan. I'm not changing my purpose. I'm not changing my end that I declare over you at your beginning. I am not going to change. I'll never leave you. You mean after the stupid things I've done? Nope. See, you ain't never been alone. Can you imagine how frustrating that must be for God? He made a promise that he will not back out on. Think of all the places you've carried him that he just did not want to go. You know, I have great friends in life. And I have, I mean, some, some, some of my friends, dude, I ain't ever going to leave them. I ain't ever going to forsake them. But I sure hate some of the junky places they drag me. I'm just thinking, God said, I, I, I will not disconnect from you. I will not, you know what? You're not alone. I said, you're not alone. He hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. You are not that special. That in the history of humankind, when God has never left, never forsaken anybody, he's not going to start with you. He said, man, this is going to be difficult, but I'm not changing, and I'm not leaving, and I'm not forsaken. Look at this in verse 6. He said, here's what you need. You need to be strong, be courageous, because you're going to lead people. See, see, you need to be strong. You need to be strong, and you need to be courageous because it's bigger than you. I said, you need to be strong, and you need to be courageous because it's bigger than you. There's inheritance that's coming to people because I swore it to their ancestors. If you don't be strong and you don't be courageous, then there's a, then there's a generation that's going to say God can't be trusted. You know why a lot of people you know don't have faith in God? Because of you. Yeah, they turn to a bottle, and you turn to a Bible. But they get the same results you do, and they feel better about it. Because you call yourself a believer, but you don't live like a disciple. And they see you as the product demonstrator of God life. Remember a story my dad used to tell all the time about a guy that was out 
handing out tracks. They were really into tracks. They had some training. Uh, you know, they went to a place called the Soul Clinic, and it was how to win souls, and, and uh, they, it was pretty intense. As a matter of fact, they, they, they learned how to be led by the Spirit. They, they, they put guys, in, they put guys men, in, in groups of two, and then they put them in a car, and, and they would drive, and you guys just begin to pray. You guys just begin to pray and start, start listening to God. This is in uh, San Francisco. And, and, and they would drive, and, and they'd take, and they'd just get someplace, you know, and they and they'd drop two of them off. And, you know, just, just out on the street, okay, now be, you guys be praying, be praying, and listen to God, and let him direct your steps, okay, because uh, you, you're going to need to hear from God, because we're going to take these two, and we're going to drop them off somewhere else, and they're just going to sit and pray. They're not going to move, but you guys locate them, and don't come back to the camp without them. See, that's some pretty intense stuff. You know, about learning to just hear from God. You know, some of us, see, we ask God to do stuff so we don't have to. We, we got we, we to learn to hear God got to find the strength and the courage. I'm gonna, I'm, and I'm going to tell you where it's at in just a minute. I gave a promise. Look at verse 7. Be strong and very courageous. Think there's, a, think there's a theme here? Put six up again. Be strong and courageous. Seven. Be strong and very courageous. Six. Be strong and courageous. Seven. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful. Be strong and courageous. Be careful. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful. And God, God is speaking this into him. He's speaking it into it. You've got to be careful to obey because if, if you don't obey, it, it, you know, see, don't turn left, don't turn right because if you do, you're going you're gonna to miss the collision with the provision. See, you, you, you want the fruit, but you've got to have the seed. The seed is the word of God. See, the source of the seed, the seed was the word of God. See, you want God to bless you, but you want the fruit of that blessing, but you don't want to put the seed in the soil. You got to have the seed if you're going to get the fruit. Yeah, I said, you, you, you got to learn to hear God. I'm not saying that you, what you need to do is drop, drop your wife off and tell her to pray, and if, when she hears God, she'll find you. I'm telling you that what you have to do is, is get an ability to hear and obey God, and you got to be careful to obey, because if you're not careful, you won't obey. You'll go your own way. You'll turn left when you shouldn't. You'll turn right when you ought not, and you'll end up missing the mark. So you got to be strong. It, to do this, it's going to take strength, and it's going to take Courage. Okay, well, I, I just don't have the strength. I know. I, 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 I'm just afraid. I, I fear. Yeah, we get it. All of us are that way. Because there's one place. See, you know what's happening here? Is God is talking to Joshua. He's talking to a man who has had a dream, and the dream has just fallen apart. And God starts speaking into that man. It, it's a thing. It, it, it's a thing. It's called intercourse. When, when uh, it's a, intercourse, if you look it up in the dictionary, it's the exchange of thoughts and feelings and and choices. And 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 there's an intercourse going on here. And 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 what happens is is that a a, a word, right? A word is a seed. In the beginning was the word, and 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 in the source of the word, and the word was the seed. The seed was the word. And so you're getting God's seed in you. And what He's doing is He is in impregnating this man with strength because God's word has power in it. 
So when God said, be strong, he's actually speaking strength into him. When God said, be very courageous, he's putting that in there. So the potential of, of courage has been planted in the soil of his heart. And he's saying, now be careful, to, you know, don't turn away from it. So see, what a lot of us do is we receive a seed, we receive a word from God, and we are impregnated with purpose. We're impregnated with a vision from God. The problem is, is that we abort it when labor starts. And he, he said, you know, hey, make sure, be careful to obey. Don't abort the mission. Don't, don't go your own way, because your way will not produce the end result that my way. See, that's why you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then, you know, his way of doing, his way of being right. Then everything else is going to be added. That's when it's going to come, because it's a birthing. See, the birthing process requires labor. That's why in Isaiah, he said, single, barren, sing, break forth into singing and cry out aloud. Break forth, it's a, break, it's, it's a birthing term. That, that's why in James he said, hey, don't freak out when the, when the trouble comes. Because you, you, know, you know that the testing of your faith, you know that when the labor begins, that that's going to produce some endurance in you. And that endurance is what you're going to need to make it to the end. Because everything that God does, all this blessing comes with complication. Don't let the complication distract you from, from the fulfillment of this promise. Man, I'm going to use you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to strengthen you. And you're going to be successful in every place. You're going to be successful. Look at verse 8. We know this one. Don't let this book of the law, you know, depart out of your mouth. Always, always have God's word in your mouth. Don't get caught without God's word in your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you can be careful to do what he's saying. You got, you got to have God's word in you, and, and you can't get caught with that. You know what that means for some of y'all? That means that you, you, you probably, you know, maybe instead of meditating Facebook, you ought to be meditating God's word. Because a bunch of you, you know, you know all kinds of stuff that has just recently been posted, but you don't have a fresh post from God. Now, I'm not preaching against Facebook. I just don't think that it should be number one in your life. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think, and, and, and they're telling us that the average Facebook user in, in each of his visits spends, the, this is the average user, spends 20 minutes per visit. See, maybe, maybe that's why you missed the promotion. Because every time your boss sees you, Say, I love, I love Pastor, Tom. Pastor Tom. God, I feel better. <laughs> Somebody's got to tell you the truth here. See, there's some stuff that you need to get out of so you can get into God. You need to quit treating God like a side dish. He's the main dish. And it, Well, I don't have time to serve God. And you're just too stinking busy. Because this obedience thing, man, I'm telling you, this is, this is where it's going to cause you to collide with, with your breakthrough, with your victory. God is speaking life into you. He is speaking health into you. He is speaking breakthrough into you. He is speaking hope into you. He is speaking restoration into you. He is speaking renewal into you. He is speaking a refreshing into you. He is speaking revival into you. And you have to receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which has the power to save your stupid little soul. And this is how God talks to me. You, get, you know, God doesn't use like a soft touch. It's ball-peen adjustment, okay? What are you doing? You're quoting all kinds of stuff, but it ain't right. Get my word in your mouth. Get my word in your mouth. 
Get my word in your mouth. Get that spirit. Plant that seed. Man, man, get that ground ready. Prepare the soil to receive the seed because that seed, you're going to guard it with everything you got. Guard your heart. Guard it because I'm putting my word in your heart. And the enemy's going to come and he's going to try to make it look like that word couldn't ever come true. But I'm telling you what, my word will not return unto me void without accomplishing the very purpose for which I sent it forth to accomplish. No word from God will ever fail. Look at verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Guys, ain't no suggestion. See, here, here's where my passion comes from today. Is that as a pastor, I feel kind of like responsible. Because the Bible says that I'm going to give an account for your soul. Dear Jesus. You know what your soul is? That's the way you think. The way you feel, the way you make your choices, the actions that you perform, the habits that you develop, the character that you possess, and the end result that, 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 that you are tied to. I have to stand before God. If I believe the Bible at all, I have to stand before God and give an account for the way you think. Well, then, bless God, I'm going to give you the truth. And I'm just telling you, you might not like it, it might not be popular, but I'm telling you the truth. You are not going to have a victorious Christian experience because you swing through a parking lot 1.4 times a month. You, you, you tip God like, like he, and, you know, and you get offended at everything that some other Christian said. I can't believe she bought that dress. I, she knows I had that dress. Oh, my God, grow up. People are dying and going to hell, and you're upset about a parking spot. Tackling each other in the hallway to get your ice cream cone. bunch of babies. It's a commandment. It's a commandment. You know what that means? Well, that's a rule. No, it's a protocol. This is how it works. When you, man, this is how God life works. So be strong. God would not ask you to do something he wouldn't empower you to succeed at. So where do I find my strength? From his word. He's in putting his word in you, and the fruit of that is going to be strength. God is going to empower you with strength because he's saying be strong. He's giving you courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you. With you. With you. You ain't in this alone. You're not alone. You might feel alone. You might not see any help. You might not feel any help. But if you really want to humiliate hell, just start thanking him. God, I thank you. You're with me. You're with me. You're on my side. It doesn't mean you're on my team. It means you're on my side. Yeah, you're, you are on my side. You're never going to leave me. never going to forsake me. I know, I know the way that I thought it was going to go just fell apart. I know that that thing is dead, but I'm going to change my posture now. I, I'm not, I'm not going to put a comma where you put a period. God, you're large. You're in charge. You're the one in control. I'm going to walk in obedience to your word. So speak your word into my life. God, I thank you that you are my strength. 
And you, you, God, you are the one that's opening doors that no man can shut. And you're making a way where there was no way. And you're the guy that's taking the mountains and making them level. You're the guy that's filling up the valleys and making them straight. You take the crooked places and pull it out. And I just walk. You make my feet like deer's feet so I can run to the top of the high place. God, I thank you that no matter what my situation is and all my affliction, this is my comfort. Your word is going to revive me. Not gonna live like a defeated non-believer. That would be the wrong place. Well, you think you think we're better than non-believers? Yes. I've lived life without God. And it did not take very long for me to figure out life with God is better than life without God. I've been in some weird places. I've been in some really strange situations. I've been in some hard and some difficult moments in my life, and I've found that with God, it's okay. Without God, dear God. So I need God. And you need God. Why? Because we're leading people. We got a promise, church. I said, we got a promise. Well, let's, let's, let's not look at God and say, well, we'll see. We'll just see. We'll see if God comes through. Well, that's not what brought us here, and it's not what's going to take us to where God's leading us. So you got to change that mindset. you got to let the Word of God be spoken into you. And would you do yourself a favor? Start saying what God says. Stop saying what His enemies say. Just, just start agreeing with God. And stop agreeing with the enemy. Well, the doctor said I'm going to die. God, you said I will not die but live and declare the goodness of my king. Well, the lawyers say, well, God, you said that whatsoever I set my hand to is going to prosper. I don't care what it looks like, feels like, smells like, tastes like. I know that where I am right now, it might be the B, it might be the Y. But you are the A and the Z. So I'll put that in your hand. I just want you to close your eyes and bow your head. We're all going to pray a prayer together. Some of you guys in this room, the very first step of this journey for you today, this, and maybe you've prayed what we might call the sinner's prayer. Maybe you've prayed it a thousand times. Maybe you've never even heard about it. That's, that's not the point. The point is this, is that this next step for you is to say, you know what, God? I'm going to put you in control of my life. I, I, I need you to lead me. I need you to speak. I need to receive that word, that seed, so that you can birth this new thing in me. And I know that some of you guys, you're hurting and, 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 and you're dealing with stuff and it's difficult, but you need, you need God's word to just be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Maybe you're here today and you know that it's time to get real with God because you need God to get real with you. We're all going to pray this prayer. I won't embarrass you. I won't call you out or anything. But if you're here today while no one's looking around, you say, you know what, Tom? I'm, I'm going I'm to get Jesus 
in my heart today. I'm, I, I need to be changed from the inside out. I, 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 I want God to be real with me, so I'm getting real with him. If that's you and you're going to pray this, I just want to agree with you. Just hold your hand up really high. Just lift it up and say, that's me. Thank you, 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 thank you. It's awesome. It's awesome. I want everybody in this place, pray this. Just say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Start today. Make me new. Make me new. Thank you for strength. Thank you for courage. Thank you for bravery. Thank you for vision. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, guys. Give the Lord a big shout, big praise. Hey, come on.